Please always consult with your physicians prior to making any changes to your treatment plan. Music is courtesy of Ryan Hamner. Welcome to Living with Scanxiety, the cancer podcast, a podcast geared to help you navigate the pediatric cancer world. As a mother of a child who battled a soft tissue sarcoma for over a year, your host, Rosaria Kozar, understands and will help guide you through your journey. She brings the knowledge of experts, families, survivors, and other organizations tied to the pediatric cancer world to your doorstep. Her mission is to inform, support, and promote hope for you and your family. This is where hope lives. This is where hope thrives. Together as one. Because we're going to need those people. We're going to need those cheerleaders. But if you have people that are really you know, dismissing your pain and tearing you down. We have to find a way to get rid of them because we are, we are important. We matter. Our pain matters. So I have Christine Handy back with me and we decided to do a double feature because courage is such a huge topic and so difficult for parents out there. So I am so excited to reintroduce this best-selling author, motivational speaker, survivor, and the author of the best-selling novel, Walk Beside Me, where she recounts her experiences with cancer, illness, and the power of friendship, prayer, and Oh, so here she is. Welcome to the show. We can't wait to hear about courage. Yes, courage is uh, it's an interesting topic and uh, one that is it's it's learned. It's a learned it's a learned prowess inside of us. So I'd love to talk about it. Fantastic. I'm so happy to have you back. Perfect. Well, I th- I think let me start off with courage. I think that um, we at least for me as a, as a young adult, I just thought courage is just expected. Like we're just given courage and, and we just use our courage and it doesn't run out. Well, then after trauma, after trauma, after trauma, I really felt like, and I would say to my friends and my family, I was like, I have no more courage. I'm, I'm, I'm done. Like I quit. I'm not going to go to chemo. I don't want to go to another, I don't want to have another surgery. I just don't have any courage inside of me. And my friends and my family would look at me like, what does that even mean? And I think that when you get knocked down a lot in life, and I think it's especially with somebody that has a child that is sick, I think that would be the ultimate knockdown. And I think that, you know, you, you got to wake up and you got to show up every day and you got to put a smile on your face and you have to be that for your child. But some days it just, you just don't have it. And I think that instead of just saying to yourself, well, oh, I should have this, I think you have to give yourself the grace to say, I've run out of this and now I need help to fill that vase. So I need to fill my courage vase back up. And then you, and then you have to go to your resources and say, how do I do this? Right. It's not something you can Google. I don't think I've never, I've never tried, but how I've done it is I've used friends and family and I've, I've used, you know, my toolbox where I'm, I'm pouring into, I'm feeding my soul. And how do you, how do I feel my soul is I listen to uplifting podcasts. I, for me, I listen to a lot of Christian podcasts. I listen to uplifting music. I, and, and then I, then I, for a long time when I was going through chemotherapy, I really had to discern between the voices that I was getting from other people and myself. And cause that can literally wipe out your courage. I mean, if you're listening to people that are dismissing your pain or not listening to your pain or taking away from your pain, then you're going to lose more and more courage. 
So I think you have to discern who are the people in your life who can cheerlead for you and who are the people in your life that can listen to you. And all of those things help bring back courage because there's plenty of days where I'm sure every single person that's on this, listening to this podcast wakes up and says, I ran out. I literally ran out of courage. And then what do you do? You know, they don't teach you that in school. They don't teach us that in school. And it's, you know, getting knocked down over and over again, where you have to figure out how do I find the courage? And, and for me, that's how I did it. I just, I going through trial after trial, after trial, after trial, I was like, there are days where I just wouldn't get out of bed. There weren't a lot of days that I did that because I had children. Um, but on the days where I wouldn't get out of bed, I had to literally say to myself, okay, you can either lay here and feel bad for yourself, or you can reach out to a friend and text a friend and say, you've run out of courage. And then when I started to do that, you know, my pride, you know, right. Pride prevents us a lot from reaching out to other people. Cause we think, oh, we're not worthy or maybe they won't want to help. And that's just pride. So when I, but it was a, it was a practice, you know, it's like working out. It's like physically working out or going to school, you know, to, to learn that's all a practice. It's all, you know, it's repetition. And so for me to find when I found my courage back, um, it was, you know, reaching out to people, it was asking for help. It was being honest to myself and to others saying, I've run out of courage. How can, how can you help me? And I just think that we have to remember that because, you know, courage isn't just there. It's not just expected. We don't just have it, especially when you, you go through trauma. And what is your suggestion for getting, quote unquote, rid of the people that are toxic? Well, I think, you know, I I speak about this a lot um, because I think most people in general have some toxicity relationships. I think it's there's a gentle way to do it. I don't think you just eliminate those people completely um, because then that becomes a lot of questions like, hey, why aren't you reaching out to me anymore? Hey, and that just becomes, you know, more of more stress. Um, but I think you can gently just step back and, you know, the, take it, take the relationship slower. And I don't mean like a love relationship. I mean like friends. And, and then you just, you know, if you text them, you know, three times a week, text them once a week. And if, and then, you know, not the next week, um, because you are more valuable, right. than that friend, your self-esteem is worth more than hurting somebody's feelings. Now, if you get to a point where somebody's like, okay, well, why are you ignoring me? And you know, why are you texting me very little now? Then, you know, hopefully, um, we have the self-esteem and the self-worth to say, okay, I'm, I'm going through this. I need all of my tools in my belt. I need to quit myself. I don't need this extra noise and, and, and just do it in a kind way. Um, but you know, we, obviously listen to ourselves more than other people, but we do listen to what other people have to say. And those other people in our ears, it's really hard to go through illness, especially if it's a child and you have people that are dismissing your pain. That's one of my biggest pet peeves. When somebody's dismissing your pain, you, you have to find a way to get that person far enough away from your life that that doesn't affect you. Yeah. I mean, I would say absolutely on that, <laughs> especially <laughs> people that, I mean, especially for me, 
when in my process, people that were telling me how to set up my son's diet and how to uh, really go about his treatment and whatnot. I am the mom and I know best. So I had to get those people out of my life. And it was one of the hardest things to do. I think you are absolutely um, right on that. And it it is hard, but step away slowly is uh, probably or was the most effective thing for me. I think we can do a lot of things with grace, right? I think that we can gracefully walk away from people that are pulling us down. And I also think that we can give ourselves more grace. I think grace is one of the most underutilized words, but it's such a powerful word. Um, We have to give ourselves grace every single day to say, you know what, we're doing our best. And, you know, if I have a panic attack, if I have an anxiety attack, it's okay. I'm going to help myself get through it, but it's okay. Instead of like saying to yourself, God, I can't believe I'm having another panic attack. Like, when's this going to be over? And how do, how am I helping my son or my daughter with this? And I'm, I have all this anxiety and I've got to go to this scan. And I mean, there's a million reasons why we should have anxiety. There's a million reasons why we have panic attacks, but how do we, how do we cheerlead and nurture ourselves? Right. And like I said about courage, you know, we, we have to big our big, we have to be our biggest promoters. But when we, when we run out of that, then we have to have people around us that pour into us, that cheerlead for us, that walk in, that walk in front of us. Right. Um, and, 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 and we shouldn't wait until there's trauma in our life. We have to, we have to find, we have to be, we have to be mature enough and have enough self-esteem to find those people young in life because we're going to need those people. We're going to need those cheerleaders. But if you have people that are really, you know, dismissing your pain and tearing you down, we have to find a way to get rid of them because we are, we are important. We matter. Our pain matters. It does. It does. And if we ignore it, then only it's only going to amplify itself. It, it'll come out in some terrible way. I trust me. <laughs> <laughs> this is such a good um, a little phrase. Life is a cinch by the inch and hard by the yard. I've, I actually heard that before, and I use that throughout it's his so entire treatment. True. <laughs> It is so true. If we, if I, like when I was, when I was diagnosed with cancer, I looked at my 28 rounds of chemo and I said, I cannot do this. I literally said that to myself. I said, Uh I cannot do this. I had just come off of nine months of a a doctor bullying me. I just come off with a, my arm was just fused. I literally had bone grafts in my arm when I was diagnosed with cancer and we had to postpone chemotherapy for a month because if I had put chemo in my body, those bone grafts in my arm would have dissolved. And so I literally said to myself, there's no way I'm doing this. I'm not going to go through this. And I, I mean, I literally quit. I just, I'm done. And it was through friends. It was through faith. It was through family that shored me up. But if I didn't have those people to kind of reignite that flame inside of me to fight, I, I don't know that I'd be talking to you today. So that's how important having a cheerleading squad with you is. Yeah, absolutely. But there's a lot of, listen, there's more people out there that, that they don't understand. And it's, you know, it, you can't teach that. You can't say to somebody, this is how it feels to have a child that's sick. This is how it feels to be sick. This is because all my friends that were walking through chemo with me, they got to go home at night, not having cancer, right? They got Mm -hmm. to wake up in the morning, not having cancer. 
There's people out there that get to wake up with not having a sick child. They don't understand. And it's not like we're saying to them, you have to understand how I feel. There's no way we could explain it. I couldn't possibly understand somebody having to go through what I went through until I went through it. But we also have to have people that say, I don't understand, but I want to listen. And I don't want to dismiss your pain because there are times when even with my own mother and I've said to her, I, mom, my mom will say to me, just get those implants out. They've been causing so many problems. And I'm like, mom, I don't want to, I, I don't like, listen, I don't, I don't love having implants, but I have to, I had mastectomies and I don't want them to be complete. I don't want to have a, a fl- completely flat chest and she doesn't understand that. And so we have this kind of battle because she looks at it at, at me and goes, why would you want to have any more issues? I don't want to have any more issues, but I also have to wake up and look at myself in the mirror. I have to be the one that feels good about me. And so, you know, I'm, we just have to be kind and say, I need you to hear me. I know how you feel, but I want you to see it from my perspective. Um, but you know, 10 years ago, I probably would have been like, okay, mom, I'm not, I don't want to upset you or, you know, and kind of let allowed her to dismiss me. One thing mm-hmm. we have to really pay attention to is people dismissing us. And a lot of people can't handle it, right? A lot of people go, I don't want to hear about your sick child. I don't want to hear about how sick you are because it's, it's scary to them. Absolutely. And so, you know, and, and listen, I understand that it would be, maybe it would be scary to me. I don't know. I'm not, I, I was the sick one. Um, but you have to have people that it's not scary for, and you have to have people that will stand up and say, I'm going to be here through every season, even if the season is long and you have to discern between those people, you know, and you have to figure out who they are. And pour into them. For sure. I think uh, focusing on the the good people, uh, getting rid of the toxic people. And we call them toxic, but they might not necessarily be toxic people. Um, they're just, they just don't understand. So they're not helping your situation. And therefore, it becomes toxic to you internally. I'm kind of getting that from you. Is that what you're you're aiming at. Yeah. And the other thing is, is it's, it's important to have cheerleaders, right? Yeah. And if you feel like at the end of the day that so-and-so isn't cheerleading you on, you really have to kind of try to eliminate that person because there's only so many people that we're going to rely on. There's only so much time in the day. Pick the people that are going to cheer you on, not just for a season, like forever. Mm -hmm. And it's sad too, because you when you go through something like this, and I say sad because you learn, oh my gosh, this person wouldn't stand by me for anything. And like, oh, wow, I, this person stepped forward, I would have never guessed. So yeah. um, at, at least for me, that's what I, I experienced. And I know a lot of my friends did too. So I'm assuming you may have too, because you've come out with this whole um, yeah. philosophy. Well, so, one more thing. One more thing I want to say about courage is, you know, when I was first diagnosed with cancer, it took a, it took a lot of courage to tell people. Mm-hmm. And I think that's one thing when you're sick or when you have a child that's sick that you, that maybe we don't recognize. It takes a lot of courage to say, my son is sick, my daughter is sick, because you kind of, for some reason, we, a lot, a lot of times, at least for me, I kind of went into this paralyzation mode and I just wanted to like stay within my house and, you know, with the closest people with me and not 
you know, not putting myself out there because it's vulnerable Mm -hmm. and we're afraid of vulnerability. It's scary to say I have cancer. It's scary to say my child is sick. It, and it's unfortunate, right? Um, but it takes a lot of courage to do that. And so when you are capable of, you know, reaching out and asking for help, pat yourself on the back and say, Hey, I did a good job today. I, I, I was courageous. Yeah. Because asking for things is scary and it's not easy. It's something that we have to, I suppose, practice. That's exactly right. Courage is like a muscle. You have to work on it. Every that's, single that's the way day. you put it. I love that. <laughs> like your self-esteem. It's the same thing. Self-esteem is not, you don't just automatically have it. You have to work on it. Just like working out. Definitely. Well, I just want to say thank you so much. Is there anything else you'd like to add? Contact information or um, no, anything I mean, along you. those lines? I would love to have people reach out to me if they have any questions or they just want to um, you know, learn about my story. My Instagram is christinehandy1. Um, and my website is www.christinehandy. Or if you want to learn more about my story, you know, my book is available pretty much everywhere. Um, and actually, my book is being made into a film. So ultimately, we can all watch it on the big screen. So that's exciting. That is. Oh, my goodness. Congratulations. Thank you. Yeah, it's called uh, Willow, the feature film. And of course, you know, we started the process right before COVID. <laughs> <laughs> of so, course. Yeah, like the world that's on hold, but it will be uh, it will be there at some point. It's coming out. So. All right. That's exciting. I'll definitely look for it. Thank you so much for coming on twice. <laughs> Truly my pleasure. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you for tuning in to Living with Scanxiety. Please subscribe to hear more informative discussions like today's. Music is courtesy of Ryan Hamner.